What's weird is salmon are already natural, so they can't really be nature's anything other than salmon. (laughs) Ah, salmon, nature's salmon. The salmon of the sea. Hey, and welcome to Front Seat Gamer, Episode 7. I'm your host, Nick. I'm here with Blake. Hi, Nick. And Severn. Hey. Uh, how are you guys going? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. How are you doing? Doing great. We just, uh, as you guys know, the Act 4 of Path of Exile is now announced, and details are out floating around in the public, so people know stuff that we've been working on for a very long time. There was some, that- some crazy stuff happened because... Um, a website leaked it before the embargo. Yeah, well, they they just broke the embargo. Yeah. And um, my understanding, and we're, we're not going to name the website because that would be poor form. But uh, they claimed it was a server problem. Oh. It was not a server problem. Oh. As someone who worked in games journalism, that was someone putting the wrong date in uh-huh. and being lazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so is that something you'd done before? Oh. Uh, We've definitely had people accidentally break embargo, and it's almost accidentally it's, in air quotes. It's almost always accidental. There have been some intentional embargo breaks <laughs> where you basically you weigh up how much you care about getting more news from them oh, yeah. versus how much traffic can you get for breaking it versus how much effort is it to actually stick to the embargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, like for example, we didn't have an auto publisher back when I was working there, so. You, if if an embargo was at 2 a.m., you had to get up at 2 a.m. and hit uh, log into the website and hit the publish button and do some other stuff to make sure it showed up somewhere. And, like, that sucks. So um, sometimes – I don't know if – it, it was pretty rare to, like, pu- publish it early, but it, it wasn't too uncommon to publish it. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, this is not worrying. Wow. At 2 a.m. publish. I'm happy with crazy. 10 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> when I get in after I've had my coffee, this is fine. No one cares. Is there, is, <laughs> these days, is there still like, is it still being, you know, the first to report on something still a big deal in, in games, do you think? Yes. It is? Yeah, if you get exclusive access to something and you get to. Oh, well, I mean, up. if it's exclusive to stuff. I mean. Well, that's being first, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's. that's that's why people gun for exclusives. Mm. Yeah. I know, because um, my, myself, like, I I don't seem to even go to any website for their exclusives. I just, like, sure. I just peruse a variety of, of news things, and then right. they all seem to have the same but stuff at the same time anyway. Let's say, Severn, that uh, we'll say GameSpot had an exclusive GTA 6 oh, announcement. God damn it. <gasps> God damn it. Great example. I'm, I'm following What's up? How excited are you? I'd be very excited. Right, you would go to that website and you would read everything yeah. they have. That but, you watch but also, every video. I I frequent the uh, Rockstar website. So, oh, so you'd you'd see it right from them. No, yeah. but you wouldn't yeah. from the horses. Then they wouldn't. They wouldn't put be it? allowed to. No. Why would you? So, uh, it's in the same way that like we didn't when we announced Act Four today. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a forum post that said true. Here's the website. We had a forum post that said here's all of the coverage. Mm. And and maybe we did have a post, but we we also showed off the coverage because 
it's a reciprocal relationship for for I mean Rockstar is probably not a, an amazing example because they're large enough that they generate their own publicity in the same way that Blizzard does but say um a comp a developer like uh, I don't know ir irrational before they became defunct yeah they're pretty big yeah. but they're not Blizzard or Rockstar big so they would um they would rely to some extent on you know the press covering their games and so they would rather than be like Here's all the information on it's on our website, and have everyone go to their website. They're happy mm -hmm. to, to because they're gonna get more eyes from getting it yeah. on, on a broader yeah. news site than just publishing it on their own. The whole journalism like world is gonna change anyway, just with YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Like um, I was I was, well, just watching um, Boss. What's what's Cliff Blazinski's um new studio? Bosky. Well, he, he has a podcast anyway, mm, yep. and um, they were just talking about how there are publishers approaching YouTube personalities before, you know, e yeah. approaching websites. So they're sure. actually going directly to mm. people with like a huge um, viewer base already. The I have mixed feelings about this. It's cool. Like I get why they do it. It means I mean, when when you're, a YouTube personality comes across as approachable and like a you're like me. I this is cool that you get access to this because that maybe means I'm you know uh, how close am I to that? And I we think alike, but um, YouTubers, I mean, people love to say there's no ethics in game journalism. There are like negative ethics in YouTube journalism. People will regularly accept like money to promote games. Oh, yeah. that, sure. it's, a, it's a very common thing. Because um, I mean, they're not getting in it into it as journalists they're just getting in because they like to play games and they right you know, started and, the YouTube and when they channel. find out they can make money yeah. from talking about a game it's easy to understand like they, they maybe don't see an ethical problem there because you know they don't understand mm. that there's a conflict of interest to talk about something in a positive light and be paid for mm. it um you know so it, it i there's i don't know that that journalism journalism is changing anyway because people are, are turning more and more to video formats mm -hmm. i don't know that it'll necessarily shift to youtube specifically oh no no i'm not saying style. that yeah but um but yeah it is it, it, youtube is definitely a big competitor mm -hmm. for those game websites now i guess it i mean i guess because everything is turning to video um do you think youtube the youtubers have had some influence oh, on yes. that yeah even when i was working in in games journalism we were shifting harder and harder towards uh, video yeah, yeah and um because I don't, I haven't read an actual review for a game in a long time. Right. So like if I see, if I absorb any type of review, it's usually in video format. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know. I mean, do you consider yourself a like hardcore fan of any specific game? Mm. Skyrim, maybe. Skyrim. Yeah, I. Did yeah. you read the review for Skyrim? I didn't need to. <laughs> I mean, that, that's 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 that. Yeah. Right. It's that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think there's a certain type of person who who enjoys reading the review. Uh, yeah. And it's usually like they're either particularly into this game, or they just read every review. Mm. Like that's just what they, they they just enjoy. What what the reviewers have to say. I know, Sav. Did you read any reviews for um, Grand Theft Auto? No, man. But I would. You just knew, have, right, that it was going to be. Well, good. I I had those trailers on loop, oh, yeah. and I, I was I was watching them. You were sharing frame, them around work frame by well, frame, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, man, I, I was passionate yeah. um, over that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I guess like uh, the Elder Scrolls series is probably the closest thing for me like that because um, yeah, I kind of did that with 
Skyrim and uh, Oblivion when it came out, especially with Oblivion, because it yeah. was it was incredible. I thought when it first came out, and I was yeah. like, oh, this K- first K screenshot, yeah. where you can see the the bump, beautiful clear bump mapping, and like there was oh the God. thing that blew me away was like there was grass everywhere. Oh yeah, like, it wasn't just a flat texture; they had like mm. actual grass. Yeah. yeah, but also, I'd much rather. I don't think I've actually watched Red or come like deliberately gone seeked reviews of Grand Theft Auto Five. You know what I mean? Like, right. I've just wanted. Sure, there are things I wanted to pick up before playing it. Um, but man, when when that game came out, it was just like. Is it because is it because you've already got your own opinion of Grand Theft Auto Five, and you don't need to. Yeah, you know, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think my mind's opinion. been, yeah. yeah, my mind's kind of made I'm, up. I'm, I'm kind of similar. I, I mean, I used to work in in game journalism, and I hated reading yeah. re- reviews and previews. Oh, I don't like yeah. spoiling information for professionals in general, so that was a weird job for me wow. to be in. But, like, I, for example, Bioshock Infinite, I, I love using this because I just love that game. And, um, it's a good game. Uh, I remember seeing, like, the very early trailers and being excited for it, and then when I... I Got out of out of the whole reviewer thing. I just avoided news about that, like the plague, like because I just wanted to enjoy it. You wanted as much as I could. Spoiled. Right. I knew experience. it was gonna be a game. I was gonna have fun. Yeah. It might. I, I didn't think I would. I would enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. That was actually a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. But I, I just knew. Yeah, I'm gonna pick it up for sure. And I don't really I need think, to know much about. So, so I mean, that. that's that's basically me and Bloodborne at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, but that's a game you can't even play. I know. Play. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll be able to play it one day. It's going to come to Steam, you guys. Just wait. Uh, uh, I don't believe you. Maybe. <laughs> so anyway, our Act 4 information came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Um, it's Blake, you've been working on it basically since... I've been, I've been working on it like uh, what? all this year. Wait. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. This year is only four months. months. All this year, all all last year, and um, basically like a a year and a half. Yeah, quite quite a long time. And we we started working on it in 2013. Yeah, beginning to yeah. So I'm still working on tile set a particular tile set that I started back then too. Yeah, Yeah. for an area that we haven't talked about really, and, and we can't talk about. Um. What's that being like? Been working on something for that long, without anybody knowing about it. It's it's weird because like um, I have friends and they're like, oh, what do you, you know, what do you guys work on? Because I played the game. Yeah. I'm just like, Act Four stuff. I can't, <laughs> I can't even like talk about my day to day. I can't be like, yeah. oh, there was this problem where like water was going in the opposite direction and we had to like figure it out. And then, but yeah, you can't even say, couldn't even really say that. I'm curious about that. So the aqueducts, yeah. which is the first area of Act Four, yeah. which well, we've shown off a little bit, there were some some hitches. There's some so with with random tile generation, tiles can like appear rotated yeah. on a bunch of different in a bunch of different yeah. ways, and that sort of helps like create more randomness and create mm. a, a sense of variety. But when you've got flowing water, yeah. So um, the, they the tiles ended up having to be locked. Um, from rotation, so that they only spawn um, with facing yeah, a specific facing way. one way. Is that with all of the tiles in that in that set, or is that just no? That's the, just that's just the water the ones that contain yeah, water. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, I I loaded it up one day and I, I ran through there and there was water like flowing in opposite directions and 
and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we just locked it, and then it was completely fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, Severin, you've been working on a bunch of stuff for this as well, right? Yes, this is correct. What have you been doing? Um, whew. um, the the one that's been most time time consuming is um Act Four Town. Yeah, that's right, like so your, the, that's your baby, isn't it? Act Four Town, Act Four Town also known as Highgate, is yep. gorgeous. Mm. Oh, so thanks, Nick. It is it is probably the most beautiful area in the game. Sorry, like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, there's only so much you can do with randomization. <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, so Act Four Town, would it be the largest town in uh in Path of Exile? Ooh. I don't. In terms of size, it's hard to say because three, I mean, three act, was like huge. Three but there was, was a huge. section that you just run through at the start. That's right. Yeah, yeah. there. It's 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 huge, but a lot of the space mm. is sort of without function. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more going on in yeah. Act Four Town, but also I can I can say, holy hell, we had to rework entire areas of that town. I've seen a lot of different mm. versions of it. Yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the the original concept I just keep on my desktop just to remind me how simple like mm-hmm. it like the idea of it was right. and how like looking at it now you're just like holy crap like where did this stuff come so from? what why did it get complicated um so turns out some people don't like to run for a long period of time between sure. quests uh-huh. so then like placement changed certain characters needed to be in other areas that didn't conflict with other npcs or right. quest givers okay also, there was a theme that had to, you know, go throughout the whole town. Mm-hmm. And what was the theme? Was like, well, we have like a. It was. There's meant to be a story going on in it. I'm not sure if I don't can don't say. say any details. Yeah, but you know, it's an old structure but mm-hmm. re-inhabited. Yep. And um, we wanted to try kind of show that off, and also so the layers of civilization, like as in like yeah, a little bit um, of that going on. People building on on older structures. Yeah, it's and basically stuff. like mm-hmm. some more primitive people built on like Roman Empire type. Yeah. Type stuff. Yeah. It it definitely comes through. It's very cool. We were trying a whole bunch of new, more well, new for Path of Exile, um, like art techniques as well. Like mm-hmm. um, I think with Act Four, we're starting to play around more with decals. Yep. Um, animating a lot of the, uh, you know, cloth, sim- you know, trying to fake yeah, that I, just um, with joints and things I like that. The day environments. I uh, I saw uh, the 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 wind effect. Um, the well, the the, the cloth animation like at blowing in the wind. Oh and yeah, it brought that town alive. Like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was quite a fun day, um, playing around with in dynamics. Nice. Yeah. And just trying to um, what, what, hang on. What are end dynamics? <laughs> it's like a it's it's a whole Maya thing. Okay. And um, well, it's just a way to simulate mm. simulate different forces. Yeah. Like wind, for example. Yeah, like cool. wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to bake that down onto like a joint chain. Yeah, so yep, that was a fun day. But yeah, I mean, it it really turned out well. Um, Cheers, and players have only really seen like very small snippets in in random videos here yeah. and there. Uh, I think they'll be kind of astounded by the level of detail we got in that town. Like, even the NPCs are, I mean, <laughs> when you go back to, like, Act 1 town, and you go to Lion Eyes Watch, and you see, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the dude lying on the ground on a blanket, and like, just like the background guy rolling around, and you see, man, he looks so crummy compared to, like... <laughs> man, I love of, that town. I, I loved Act 1 that town. Is a, that is a, it's that fireplace, eh? It's the light coming out of that fireplace. I think it I is. Think. Yeah, it's the whole movie. Yeah, it's real there. nice. Um... But 
compared to Act Four in terms of oh, the level yeah. of detail oh, yeah. and, and the <laughs> yeah. the NPCs are just crazy gorgeous mm. and the lighting. Think, um, oh man! I mean, lighting plays a huge part in it, and I oh for sure. You know, like Act Act uh, Two and Three, it, it was um you know daylight, so you couldn't really get mood type lighting. But uh-huh. this this new town with those like um Chinese lantern type things, so nice. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, from from a feasibility standpoint, those Chinese lanterns don't make any sense. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> because because the, it's filled with fire. All right. <laughs> it's surrounded by paper and it's hanging by a rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that would be up in flames. The fire is like quite large in it. You can you can clearly see yeah, it's like quite it's a, just, a blazing fire. It is, in there. it is beautiful, but that town would be ashes. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a stylistic choice right there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's magic fire. Yeah, that's, that's virtue yeah. fire from the virtue fire gems. Um, cool. Well, so that was the, the oh, talent. What, what about you, man? What, oh, what yeah, have you been what, working what, what on? Have you been oh, well, I've been working on items and well, what, jewels. <laughs> any, anything you can talk about? Uh, yeah, tons. So we've got, as, as was shown off in videos today, we've got a bunch of items coming. I think we have... We're going to have about 50, maybe a few less or more, um, just general items, which is, like, by far the most we've ever put in a patch. Oh, nice. Prior to this, it was 20-something. Yep. Um, but we've also had, like, the biggest gap between. How many of those are um, player items? Ooh. Um, I'd say at least 10. Oh, cool. Or maybe 15. It was quite a few. Yeah. And oh. um, Do those players know that their item is going to be an Act 4 item? Or at least coming yes. with the Act Four patch. I think a lot, most of them, if not all of them. Did. Oh, cool! And um, we I had to get permission from all of them to show them off. Oh, right. Um, well, actually, technically, I didn't have to <laughs> because you know, it, but, but it, obviously, we want to keep good relationships yeah. with, with our supporters, and so it, it only made sense to just make sure. And, and there are some people people who don't want their things spoiled immediately, yeah. and for those people, we are sort of keeping it under That's wraps. Cool. Um. So there's a bunch of those items. We've got a bunch of uh, just non-supporter items and and league uniques. There's going to be more league uniques than we've ever put in leagues mm. before. Um, and then on top of that, jewels. Have you seen the the whole jewel system, which is the socketable passive tree yeah. that makes the passive tree kind of oh, malleable yeah. and is completely ridiculous. That's, I remember um, um, when we were first told about uh, socketing and skill tree. That really did actually blow my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if you actually had a chance to use no, it. Yet. No, no, not at all. Some of the crazy things we we can do now are. I mean, it was fun because my job was basically to make the unique jewels, which are the most. Oh, fun cool! Part. Nice. So we we got some. I got to go totally crazy and and come up with the most ridiculous ideas I could think I, of. Like I'm like, how how dangerous can we be <laughs> with the small number numbers we can use in the passive tree? Um, so, for example, there's one called Intuitive Leap. You put it in a in a socket, and normally when you're assigning your passive points, you can only assign passive points that are adjacent to an already assigned passive point. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, like as a tree grows, yeah. you know, it doesn't, you don't get a branch in midair. With Intuitive Leap, you can put a branch in midair. You can just, <laughs> like, assign a passive point anywhere in the radius of the jewel without it being connected. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, so, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, it just means where, um, you can do crazy pathing stuff. So, so are this there's set places where you socket these, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and hey man, can I can I um like level up these gems to increase my radius? Yeah. Bracket? You can't. Oh. The radius is set. Although right Ooh. now, <laughs> right now we um uh well the radiuses could very well change mm-hmm. on on any and all of them because well I mean it's it's coming into closed beta, beta so we'll, we'll yeah. see what it's like I guess. Like an intuitively, for the one I just described, is so dangerous mm. for a bunch of different reasons. But it's also like the it's bigger amazing. the radius, the cooler it is. How many of so, um, <laughs> um, so do you only get uh, throughout your playthrough? Would, you, would you only get like one of those, or could you intuitive leap a bunch to get you, really so far? If 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 you if you get a bunch that drop, or if you buy them from players, you yeah. can use as many as you want. Oh, nice! In, in all the sockets you have access, so you to. can traverse the entire skill tree using those basically. It would be. Pretty, I mean, you, could, you can take some short shortcuts, probably. Yep. I don't know if you could. Okay. Also, well, you don't really want to build a a dual wielding bow person with like maybe. Stuff. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to? Uh, maybe I do. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, one of the early builds of the week was that Marauder with the wand, and it was like pretty incredible. Oh yeah, but but that works because it's a Marauder with a wand. They're not you, using each corner of the battle <laughs> skill tree. You obviously haven't seen the Lion Eyes Fall Jewel, which turns all melee passives into bow oh, passives. Oh yeah, I'm really excited oh. about that one. So you put it somewhere and everything that says yeah. melee or a specific weapon uh, becomes bow. I like so it. <laughs> you get, I'm, I'm a bow yeah. guy. Uh-huh. That, that sounds just like me. Yeah, you get some really crazy great. stuff. One-handed you could, uh, weapon damage with bows, which are two-handed weapons. So you could like <laughs> in, use and you could use like intuitive leap, and get into like the marauders, um, like melee stuff, and then use that that turns everything in there into range, right? So intuitive leap, you can't you can't continue the the tree from a point that you spent in oh. intuitive leap. You can just assign them within the radius. Okay. Unfortunately, because it would be it, besides. Yeah. Causing lots of balance oh, okay. problems. It. it I was. I was reasons. thinking like, wow. I, I. I was thinking you could like, um, use intuitive leap in a socket, and that would give you the radius. And then inside that radius, there's another socket that you could put another intuitive leap in. <laughs> oh, um. Is so that, we had, is that possible? Uh, with the current setup, it's not possible. But we anticipate at some point it probably will. Yeah. Be. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, we we tend to end up eating <laughs> all of the design space we can. Um. And and so I think the system might have been built with that potentially possible, be possible in the future, but no no promises mm, currently, yeah. obviously because we'll see we'll see. It. We'll <laughs> That's see it insane. Goes. It's probably ins- so it's many... probably already insane enough. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing what what uh, people do. Some really crazy stuff. Yeah. There's there's a lot of jewels. Um, we we talked about it and or Jonathan mentioned in some of the videos that we're gonna enter beta with about twenty. Or so, um, mm-hmm. it's looking. More like by the time we're at least out of beta, we might have about fifty unique jewels, wow. which God. means like fifty unique items, fifty unique jewels. We're looking at potentially a hundred unique total oh items, which is just ridiculous. That's and what I've been Act doing. Four? Holy hell! Yeah, and and all of an act mm. and skills, tons of skills. Have you seen the skills? Oh my God, the golems are so cool. Anyway, I don't want to consumed just with this environments, into... man. I haven't seen like anything. Really. Oh man, that's. I feel for you, <laughs> but also sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we shouldn't turn this into the Path of Exile's greatest cast. Uh-huh. Um, although, <laughs> listeners, it is. <laughs> Go out and buy a supporter yeah. pack. Keep me in business. Um, 
I don't know. Have you heard any other news about any anything other than <laughs> Path of Exile? Not really. Oh, new Hearthstone. Oh right, yeah. Wing came out yeah. yesterday. That was. Fun. Oh, I heard it's like a, the the toughest boss yet. Molten Core. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I, I, I the the last guy was kind of tricky, I suppose. Who, who was the last boss? Have you played uh, World of Warcraft at yeah. all? Yeah. Did, did you ever do Molten Core? Yeah. So the the last boss of Molten Core is Ragnaros. Yeah. yeah. So. But it, it's an interesting fight because you don't fight Ragnaros immediately. You fight Major Domo Executus, okay. which is if in Molten Core it's like Major Domo and eight other dudes, and you basically kill the eight other dudes mm-hmm. and leave Major Domo alive, and then he goes and and opens up, gets summons Ragnaros for yep. you, and and in this it's like you fight a full on Major Domo fight, and then you fight Ragnaros immediately afterwards. Mm. Ragnaros in normal mode is actually pretty easy. As long as you're kind of aware of of like what's gonna happen. Are you um, talking Hearthstone or in Hearthstone? Okay, yeah, in Hearthstone, yeah. yeah. Sorry, um, you you if with enough planning, you can sort of wipe out um, Ragnaros in like the same turn as you wipe out. Wow, <laughs> Major Nomo. But uh, in heroic, it's it's ridiculous, mm. and I haven't beaten it yet. <laughs> it's like two full fights in a row, and then some. It's just stupid. <laughs> um, so that came out yesterday. That's basically it. How many um more wings are there left? Five, four, five. Oh, okay. Four, five. Hang on. There's Black Spire, Blackwing Lair, and a hidden, see, hidden laboratory, secret laboratory, mm-hmm. magic laboratory, wonder laboratory. A laboratory. Uh, yeah, Dexter's Dexter's yep. laboratory. Um, to fight Didi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good reference. Yeah. That was nice. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Five. What do you mean out to? Oh, man. Um, I've been playing some Dark Souls. The original Dark Souls? Dark Souls, Souls? Dark Souls 2. Okay. Um, I just beat... Buy a PlayStation. No, <laughs> you can't no. do this to yourself. And it's so sad because a friend of mine on um on Facebook has been playing it, and she's just been mocking me. Oh, I would <laughs> be too if I was into that franchise. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've just been playing through two. Um, I'm slowly, uh, I'm slowly getting it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, Dark Souls One clicked with me a lot sooner. Um, and I just, I just straight up like Dark Souls one a lot better. But um, yeah, two, I'm, I'm having trouble with. Huh, yeah. Okay. This is your first playthrough. Yeah, this is my first playthrough. Um, okay. Is the problem that nothing makes sense? <laughs> sort of. I don't know. To, to, to me, like, one of the major things is their level design, and yep. Um, Dark Souls one had a really interesting level design how every area was sort of interconnected with others and it just felt like one kind of big world okay um dark souls 2 is not like that at all uh it's just like separate areas just spreading off in in all all directions feels more like chapters yeah yeah and the the thing is they have this thing where you can warp to the bonfires and the bonfires are like your safe points where you regenerate your health and enemies like will respawn um And uh, right from the start, you can teleport to the bonfires that you've you've um, found, 
And mm. then that just like makes areas feel even more disconnected because you're skipping over huge amounts of content. Gotcha. Yeah. Whereas before they had this um th- they had this these shortcuts between sections, like you would um one of the major ones in in uh, Dark Souls one, and this is not a spoiler, but uh, you work your way up to this um this church mm-hmm. uh, where the one of the bosses is at the top, the gargoyles, uh, and inside the church there's an elevator that you activate, and you go down into it, and then you realize I'm back at where I started, and it had taken mm-hmm. me when I did that, it taken me quite a few hours to get out there, and I thought I was like way out, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then I suddenly realized, oh no, I'm just above where I started. You know, mm. and you don't get any of that in in Dark Souls Two, right? So it just feels less like a complete world and more yeah. disjointed. Yeah, it just feels like you're going through levels, really. Yeah, like a video yeah, game. It's, yeah, it's, it yep. feels too much like a video game. Uh-huh. Um, that's fair. Like that's a fair complaint. And I feel like their their bosses are a lot easier, and there's more of them, and they're like less memorable. Mm. Um, their first boss, he didn't even hit me. I just shot him with like magic, and he died, and. Whereas the first boss in in uh, Dark Souls One is the tutorial boss, and he wrecks you for hours if, yeah. if you let him, if you don't know what you're doing. I think I beat him. Yeah, I I only played it for like an hour or oh, two, okay. and I was like, nah. how long? How do you remember how many um, attempts you took? Two, maybe okay. three. I think I've, I when I realized that like fire spells yep. just. Did, Huge amounts of damage to him. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, oh yeah, this is way. Easier. When when I first played, I played as a knight, and so I didn't have uh, fire spells, and it took me quite a while to beat that guy. Mostly because mm. I couldn't get the. There's a uh, the tutorial is um, at that point um, teaching you to do leap attacks. Right. Um, so you target him, and then uh, you press a uh, two buttons at the same time, and he, and you do a leap attack. I could not get that timing right. Okay. Um, and so I just like kept falling down, and then he was still on like full health, and he would wreck me. Um, but I start after a few hours. Um, I got past the boss, but sure. a- after a few hours, I was like, "I, this game is annoying me. I'm gonna play as the pyro because I heard that the pyro was like really good for for newbies. Right. Wrecked that boss first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not hard. No. Nah. Oh, fire spells do all the yeah, damage. Yeah, yeah, and that's and fine. that's ba- that was kind of like my uh, go-to thing throughout that whole game was just like throw fire at things and. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Dark Souls Two is not not quite as good as one, in my opinion. Fair enough. Yeah. But um. Yeah. How about you, Sven? Um. This last week, I've been um checking out the GDC Vault. The um. Is that the kind of. All the video stuff that they yeah, take man. when you're at GDC, GDC yeah. being Game Developers Conference. Yep, yep. So that came online last week, and I've been going through a couple of videos here and there, trying to work my way through the uh, visual arts mm-hmm. category. Some really good. Do you want to, yeah. Do you want to talk about that baby? Uh, yeah. Which baby? Yeah, I haven't that, heard this. That crazy Tell me baby. About the baby. Um, we should probably post like a link to the website, like on Twitter or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess. But. The, the, so the talk was um, creating believable humans, and I actually wrote down the guy's name. <clears throat> it's um, Michael Mumbura. Nice. <laughs> I'm really glad you glad you wrote it down. That that helps. Well, and and Mark Mark Sega. Do you want to spell out Michael Mumbura's <laughs> name? Yeah, yeah. It's M U M B A U E R. Mumbauer. Right. Let's let's go. Yep. 
Um, but they had a talk called uh, Believable Humans, and Michael, he was um, he was involved with making that Spider-Man demo. If you remember when the uh, PlayStation Three was announced, they had this um, they had like a a render, mm-hmm. a realistic render of that octopus guy. Do you remember Doctor Octopus? Yeah, yeah, the guy who played him from the movie, yep. and they had this Willem Def. No, no, no. That was uh, no, that was Green Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. Anyway, th- this guy didn't was even involved. need to wear a mask. That dude's scary looking. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Anyway, this this guy was involved with making that that whole demo. Uh huh. He he's um he's kind of just floating around Sony, making everything look real. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. much, like he he was involved with the uh, the Last of Us as well. Nice. Apparently. Um. So he's just some crazy guy with that makes everything look real. That's awesome. Pretty much. Um, and then he handed it off to um, Mark, who happens to be from Auckland. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and he's working on this crazy thing where um, pretty much wants to make, well, simulate the brain, like a, an an actual whole character inside the computer. And so, like, he's modeled the brain, the whole optic nerve, like everything, every little system Sheesh. in the brain. And what he wants to do is like simulate. Um, you know, through the web camera, what it sees and control the chemical levels of this character as well. It, it was it's, it was it's nuts, so bizarre. And and what? what watching him, it's like he's it, it's like he is because it's it's a, it's a baby that is being rendered, and it looks uh, watching him, it's like he's talking to a real child. Like yeah. he's even doing the cute cutesy baby voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. Like it doesn't look great animation wise, but when when he starts toggling off the skin and you and you watch the brain pulsing, <laughs> it's like what you, the hell? You've seen a lot of baby here? brains pulsing. You know what that looks like? Well, it's like it's like <laughs> wireframe. Best, best one I've thing. seen so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's nuts, man. Um, his whole thing is um, apparently there are all these nuances in animation mm-hmm. that like you can't make up for. And if you run the same kind of, if you simulate, when when you say that, you mean like someone twitching their eyebrow or something? Sure, like just yeah, yeah. Like you, you could say things, you know, thousands of ways. Yeah. And um, so he's trying to go at it by making a virtual person. I wonder what really? his um, because I mean, it shows all like the the neural pathways and all that sort of stuff. But I wonder what the actual like animation rig he's using to. Like get all those, those things are. Yeah, yeah. So he he, I think all those like I read somewhere. You know, twitches of the cheek or whatever. You know. Yeah. So so it's like there's actual muscle like in it, and when the lips close, it's physics. Okay. You know, yeah. so you don't have like intersecting yep. lips or anything. So there's a whole skull and muscular That's system fantastic. in there as well. <laughs> that is impressive. You should send that to me. Also put on the oh, website. Oh yeah, it's it's called um. Baby X. <laughs> okay, so look for Baby X on uh, our we'll, website. We'll put it on on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. also. Yeah. Which, um, by the way, you can tweet at us at FrontSeatCast. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Mm, um, there was also um. Oh no no. What, go, go yeah. Um, I saw the uh, Hello Games, um, art talk as well, and so Hello Games are the guys making No Man's Sky. Oh, and, sweet. Um, I told Blake the, a little bit about it. No Man's Sky for people who don't remember. That's the randomly generated yeah it's procedural f- universe yeah, flying thing. around in a spaceship being awesome 
beautiful world. I'm so I'm so looking forward to that. They said something like four quintillion worlds or something to explore. It's it's. Have you so? Uh, have you seen? There's a thing called um, Space Engine. Space Engine is a free uh, 3D procedurally generated universe. Oh, okay. You can just download and explore, and it's got like hundred thousand actual, uh, like celestial bodies. Uh, yeah, like real I, ones. I think I might actually have that. Um, can you it's, can you play around with like changing the mass of things? Mm, or do you know? Because um, I think so. I you can like change the time and stuff. But yeah, it's all everything. Because yeah, I, I do remember I downloaded like a um. A, a, a sim type thing like that that had you know a galaxy and, and things right and i changed the the mass of our moon to be the mass of the sun and the earth got sucked we, in no we can't we got flown out man what? yeah we were gone okay interesting we didn't get sucked um, in we got like shot <laughs> past it it's slingshotted not, it's also bad <laughs> um well anyway you should you should check out space okay. engine if you yeah. want to look at some like Procedurally generated universe stuff but, now um, without waiting for no man, what, no man's sky. Yeah, talk, let's talk yeah. about oh, no sky. Wait, wait. I was just wondering, what, what are you doing that game? Did you just? Explore? I don't think you it's just, a game. Like, you okay. just like fly around. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, yeah. It's not I really mean, a game. It, Although there is like you can you can go into spaceship mode and, and float through the universe and I think there might be be okay. a thing. I, mean, it's, I don't even remember if there's a three D model for the spaceship, but it's really impressive. Like you can, it, uh, you can zoom out to a galactic level where the galactic galaxies just look like stars there's there's that many of them and then you, you can zoom in on a specific galaxy and you'll you keep oh, zooming wow. in you, you see all the individual stars start to materialize and you can just choose a random star and, and you zoom in on that and there might be planets or might not be and if there's planets you can choose a planet you can zoom in on that right down to like the, the terrain so you said level. it um procedurally generates stuff uh, so it, it it creates the stuff that is real that we know of right yep and then outside of that it'll just procedurally generate just, things yeah just procedurally cool. generate everything so you can just fly to Andromeda and see what, what's going yep. on. Yep. Cool. It's not like once you get to Andromeda, it's not going to be. It'll be procedurally accurate. generated. Then, right? <laughs> you're not going to be like, you know, twenty thousand years from now, probably. You're not going to. Some guy's going to not going to go. Oh, this is space. <laughs> yeah. This ancient. This thing I love is not this planet. <laughs> Check over here. The there's, a, there's a hill. No, the internet will still be around then, so someone will be angry about it. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So no man's sky. <laughs> Yeah, really cool, man. <laughs> it Great. it sounds like they're doing um similar stuff to that that um what space engine. It sounds like they're doing yeah. Like, very I, similar when I looked at it, that's what it reminded well, me of. It reminded I mean, me that that space engine is just making planets. It's not making you can't zoom down to the surface level, right? Yes, you can. Oh, you can. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can go down to the, tr- oh. the surface level, and um, and there's like, I th- there's even water on some of them, oh. and you can like go under the water. I think a little bit, but it. It's not like crazy detailed at, at surface level, but it is it is impressive. Okay. Um, definitely worth checking out. The uh, the uh, No Man's Sky version. Um, the guy was just talking about how they were modeling spaceships, and I didn't know this, but all the spaceships in the game are procedurally generated That's too. Mental. And so uh, they have thousands of them, and it's it's crazy because as an artist, you're just like, man. This, this computer's gonna mm. take my job, but they still they still need artists to make like the basic models, will don't they? they? Will they? I, well, ooh. depends on how far you in the future, I but guess. But it it was crazy because um they have I think five artists <laughs> in that That's studio, amazing. but the amount of content yeah. they're pumping out is ridiculous. How many I'm programmers? Sure that, I wonder. 
because for um, procedural generation, you need a lot of programming. I'm pretty sure it's a small team, mm. probably smaller than, most likely smaller than um, Grinding yeah, Gear. I, I think they are, oh. like... So what you're saying is we have to destroy them? No, no, I think never mind. Gotta, no, we, we don't have to destroy them. We're going to start doing <laughs> more procedurally generated we, stuff. we do a lot of procedural <laughs> generation. Everything, all, Everyone complains about the amount of RNG. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they were also talking about how they're doing creatures in the game as well, and um, everything with four legs, a head and tail, was um, was made out of the same rig, and it was crazy because you see how flexible this one rig is. Like they they would create giraffes. When you with say the same when you rig. say rig for for non animators, it's basically like skeleton, right? Yep, these yeah. are the control points that you would use to then animate that mesh. Right. Yeah. And um, every every thing it has a joint and, mm-hmm. and you move the joint you don't move the individual the problem points. is when you start when you have one rig for a giraffe and then you try to scale it to a frog for example everything just starts breaking right, it's, a frog, it's rotating out of place yeah, a, yeah. A, dra- a giraffe can turn its neck in all sorts of crazy ways mm-hmm. and a frog doesn't have a neck yeah. <laughs> so when a frog tries to turn if if you let a frog turn its neck it's going to look real weird <laughs> right it's it's i mean and and i think uh, people listening might recognize when something's badly rigged because like if a character in an old game turns its neck you'll see like polygons that stretch yeah, in weird ways yeah. and or you'll see like if they if they lift their arm and a polygon doesn't quite there's a, move naturally there's a good there's a good example of that in um i think it was the original or actually, um, Dragon Age Two does it as well. Where, especially on dwarfs, where if they turn mm-hmm. their head because dwarfs have like huge beards, half their beard mm-hmm. just stays on their chest. Oh, like their okay. beard yeah, doesn't yeah. move with them. But right. So because the beard is is rigged to the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the beard is. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So yeah, keep an eye out for bad rigging. Yeah. Email yeah. us when you get when you find some bad rigging. You can email us at frenzyquestions <laughs> at gmail dot com. Sorry, go on, Severn. Well, those guys are. <laughs> Well, they they're doing really cool shit. Yeah, does <laughs> does look like a really cool game. Um, we've got some questions. Do you want to hear some questions? Let's do it. Let's answer some questions. Uh, our first listener question from Pamela, who's a freelance artist. Do we know Pamela? Um, I I know she's been she's actually been to the um to uh, the office once. Have I met Pamela? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe. Listeners don't care if I met Pamela. We'll say we have. <laughs> um, when uh, what software you might? Oh, she wants to know what software you might recommend to people who want to sharpen their three D skills but can't afford ZBrush or Maya. Uh, she's saying maybe something like Sculptress or Blender. Are there others? As an artist, I don't know, but I do have Blender. I mean, uh, uh, as a non-artist, rather, <laughs> I don't know. Those are some good options right there. Um, if you want to. Um, touch up on 3D. I've heard Blender's "quote unquote" weird. I haven't used. I tried it. to okay. use it. Is it weird? Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, it's also that thing of um, I'm so used to Maya, right? That, that that's any, exactly. anything's weird. Like Max is okay. weird to me, and you know, it's just that thing of what you're used to. Yeah. Do you guys use anything other than Maya regularly? No. No, um, like a generalist 3D package. No. Yeah, okay. Maya is like the main thing. I used to use for a job quite a while ago. I used um, Google SketchUp. 
I I think I downloaded that and it confused me. So really, I, I thought it was like it's super simple. I it I couldn't. I mean, maybe I looked at it and it was like you can make these buildings. Yeah, that's I was like, kind of. I don't it. want to make any buildings. <laughs> that is it. I mean, you just make buildings, and my job was to make buildings, so it was oh, okay. like, pretty good for that. Right. Yeah. That, well, that's ideal then. Yeah. No. I I looked at it. and went, I want to do something other than buildings. Well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I I've used a little bit of Blender, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I made some crazy meshes of of madness that it, it seemed fine. I don't know. What, <laughs> what, what um, did you actually make? I just literally like waved my mouse around and made disgusting okay. poly oh, meshes, okay. messes. Like it was, and then I, my friend was like, "Yeah," because I didn't. I literally didn't know anything about modeling. Mm-hmm. My friend was like, "He's a programmer, but he learned a little bit of modeling." just part of whatever he was doing. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can, you know, you, you, you can put a 3D object there and then you can take another 3D object and remove the space from the third 3D object using it. Oh, and, right, yeah. And and that's how most things are done. Oh, <laughs> so it's all, like, it's all like Boolean then. Uh, there's some Boolean stuff. There's also like actual sculpting and... Okay. And, um, also I mean, the main, the main thing is that they're free, so... Yeah, yeah. it's free. Blender's really cool, if but I don't know how good it is compared to Maya. Uh, um, is wow, oh, what's that one? Mo Mojo Modo Mo, Modo is that free? Uh. <laughs> but it is pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, with the uh, Steam, they're starting to get into the whole development right. thing, and you can pick up these um, l- what the light versions for pretty cheap. I think you can pick up a Maya LT version for thirty dollars a month. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of stripped back, mm. but if you're making video games, that's pretty yeah. good. Um, but when you when you phrase it like, I want to brush up on my 3D, 3D's such a huge animal. <laughs> like, when I say that, I mean, you could draw TVs and you would be adding to your knowledge of 3D. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to actually be working in 3D oh, sure. to increase yeah. your knowledge of, of things. Yeah. Um, as in just uh, observing how a 3D object is yeah, yeah. in 3D space and yeah, not, not actually using a 3D program. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but also, 3D has so many facets mm. that, like, I think your friend should, like, if you want to get into modeling at a studio, find out what that studio uses mm. and then, you know, teach mm. yourself that program sure i remember when um uh when i was looking for work after uh graduating um gameloft had just started and mm-hmm. they were looking for people and uh i heard that they'd use they use uh, 3d max so i uh went out of my way to to learn 3d max yeah 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 dude that mm. was like after my um first course as well yeah. after netcall i i learned light wave oh right and i came out and i was like yeah i can't i can't select edges man i i need to learn Maya. so i got into Maya, and i just taught myself that for the next you know a couple years well sounds like for uh, if you're on a budget though blender seems fine Mm. to me but again i'm not also um it works depends on how you feel about pirating yeah good point you you shouldn't pirate you you, theoretically you can but you probably shouldn't (laughs) Just FYI, listeners, it's illegal technically. 
there are websites you can pirate from, but you shouldn't. Yeah, so at your own yeah. risk. Um, that's a good question, Pamela. Thank you. And we've got another question from The Wretch, uh, who would like to know who some of our favorite artists are. It could be concept artists in the industry or more fine arts-related stuff. He doesn't care. You guys um, got a favorite artist? No, not one that I could point at. Okay. I've got... I, I, I'm not, an, again, not an artist. You don't have to be an artist to have a favorite artist. It's true. I don't make movies. Helps. I have a favorite movie. <laughs> You're... <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually, re- I don't know if he's my favorite, but I really like Beksinski. Is it, I think his, his name is Zislav. Zislav Beksinski? Okay. He's, this, he's a Polish artist who was murdered. Whoa. Like... 20 years ago or something, um, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And uh, we actually use a lot of his art as inspiration in Path of Exile. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I've the, seen that guy's the, work. Yeah. His, his art is really creepy, mm. but beautifully detailed. He, um, If it's the same artist I'm thinking of, he does stuff that is like, it, it looks like hell. Yeah. Right? Well, so he used to say, he said, People asked him, like, oh, where did the inspiration come from? He said, I, I, I used to paint. He just said, I paint my dreams. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's so messed up. Um, and he would also paint lots of paintings that he would just destroy. Really? He would never let anybody see. Wow. Yeah, there, was, there were, like, dozens and dozens of, of the, um, works that he just destroyed. Uh, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. The, Who? Uh, Van, Van, Gogh? Van Gogh? Mm-hmm. He, um, <laughs> Van Gogh? He, um... Van Gogh? Van Gogh? Oh, Van Gogh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said Mango. Mango. Like, um, <laughs> he apparently used to just... Because he was a very poor man. Yep. Uh, he would just um, reuse canvases. So there's like... Oh, and yeah. And people have seen through like spectral analysis or whatever yeah. that there's paintings underneath other paintings of his. Huh. I'm pretty sure it's his. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of artists would reuse canvases. Like, um... Isn't the Mona Lisa famously yeah. got another painting yeah. underneath? Which is crazy. Mm. Imagine if the Mona Lisa didn't exist. What would we have to parody? I know. What <laughs> What would we draw mustaches on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, but yeah, so Bekstinski for me nice. is one of them for sure. And are there any artists you guys I, um, particularly like? I, I have a favorite artist. Um, he hasn't influenced my actual work at all, though. I just really like his stuff. Um, he's a French guy called, um, I forget his first name. It, his name is Magritte. Oh, Henry Magritte, yeah. I think so, and he did... Henri Magritte? I and um, his, I, I guess his uh, most known, known painting is one that is just called Apple. And it's a man in a bowler hat, like a, just standing there. And he has yeah, an apple in front of his surrealist. face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he the... This is not a pipe. Yep. yep. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He has. He has. A, <laughs> he has a painting of a um, like a smoking pipe, and underneath it, in I guess it's French because in yeah, French it's, it's, it's like this is not a pipe. C'est un le pipe or yeah. something like that. Um, but um, yeah, he did. He, he he does weird things with um, with fruit. He seems to like putting fruit in front of people's faces and things like does that. Does he do that a lot? I've only seen the um, apple. I'm thinking about it. I I've seen. Well, I've I've seen ones where um, there's one there's one called the lovers. Um, uh-huh. I mean, it's not fruit in front of his 
people these people's face but they've got like sheets over their heads oh i think I've seen yeah that one too. yeah that one's kind of creepy yeah i know i like that one um there's a i think he's estonian maybe i might be wrong um a, a porcelain artist and painter oh called um poor no i've forgotten his name shoot this is gonna bug me. <laughs> oh my god uh yeah yes no god damn it i don't Never worry mind. about it yeah um i'll 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 begins with s i think it doesn't matter Never mind. What about yeah, you, Severna? There are. Like? Oh, there are. There's this website called ArtStation.com. Really good. Okay. It sort of took over um, CG Hub. That is a very cool website to just see a lot of really awesome ar- uh, artists mm-hmm. work. That's uh, that's three D and two D. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I like. Um, uh, have you been to Game Artisans? They've they've got yes, like I, I they've got been. cool stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. they're just like three D stuff though. Y- yep, yeah. yep. Uh, I'm gonna say that artists at Grinding Gear are, are amazing. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Besides you, why are we, why are we just looking at him when you said that? <laughs> you weren't even looking at me. <laughs> There's one in particular <laughs> I just Everyone don't like. I won't say who. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, man. Um, it's 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 been really cool to work at Grinding Gear because. There are some legends that work in our office. Oh, do you want to? We we have we have Jason Hong, yeah. who is probably like one of the best two D artists in the country, and also um, Troy, who is again probably his his three D modeling is ridiculous. Yeah, it's yes. crazy. Calm. <laughs> when you guys when when our listeners fight Calm in Act Four, that was um that was a a low poly version of a amazingly detailed high yeah. poly model that Troy was working on for a very long time that just looked stunning so some of our listeners might know his pseudonym online as well it's uh, Hazardous and he's one of his more popular well more famous mm-hmm. pieces was um this Chun-Li um, model that he made for jeez it was the uh, I think it was a Comic Con ch- uh, art challenge hmm Really awesome. I'll have to look it up. Maybe we can link it on the website. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, um, talking of great artists. Uh, speaking about great artists, um, that, but I guess for people that are in Auckland or New Zealand in general, uh, there's that Chromacon expedition uh, exhibition coming up. Oh in yeah. Next week, I think it might be. Well, you go. Yeah, I'm going. It's gonna be great. What What is this exactly? It's um, it, it's an expedition for a- exhibition. For, um, it could be an expedition. Ex- well, I'm I'm taking an expedition to this <laughs> exhibition. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, for uh, 2D artists. Uh-huh. Um, I guess is it just 2D artists? Like, uh, there's nope. no reason why a 3D artist can't just show some of their stuff, right? Yeah, man. What about 4D artists? No. I think the guy was even talking about getting um like video game, oh, nice. like little indie devs. Oh, in cool, cool. In some yeah. dark corner. Um, so this is like the second year it's it, it's been on. Um, we we went the first year. You remember that? Wait, yeah. me and you? Yeah, yeah. you don't remember? <laughs> oh, wow, okay. cool. I, I suspect he doesn't remember. Wow, okay. <laughs> I bought some stuff from it, like, huh. yeah. Okay. Um, we're currently looking at, you just pointed to a, a painting or print of a giant robot that has a mm. crater taken out of it. Um, Well, that might be all we have time for. 
Yeah. That, with that with that we, stunning we, description <laughs> of my robot there. Well, I don't want to, oh. you know, get any any higher than that. Um so that's it. If if you guys have a question cuz those are two very good questions for artists, but we're we're going to have programmers and we're going to I'm a designer and we've got lots of other people we can get on the podcast. If you've got any questions, email us at frontseatquestions at gmail.com or tweet at us at frontseatcast or post on the forums. Mm. Um, there's still a thread that we check. Yeah, there's a, there's a thread that says podcast uh, feedback in the yep. off-topic section. Uh, yep. But also I'm actually working on a Facebook page. There is actually a Facebook page up. What? Yeah, but, um, I didn't even know about this. I'll, um, I'll, I'll tweet about it or whatever because it's not like finalized. Turns Sweet. out uh, the name Front Seat Gamer was already taken for Facebook. Oh, yes. Yeah. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy who posted a video like four yeah. years ago or something. <laughs> like Need for Speed. Like two, two pics of like cars. <laughs> That's so funny. Like two years ago, yeah. Oh, I love it. But we're better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just throw that blanket statement out there. Anyway, tweet at us. At Front Seat Cast. Email us. FrontSeatQuestions at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you very much for listening. We'll We'll be back soon. See ya. Bye. To be honest, I never even noticed them until like people people told me to notice them. Yeah, yeah. But that's just because of the amount of porn you've been. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot now to to get me to look up. Yeah. <laughs> Market, market. <laughs>